0: O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. If you were paying attention to the bulletin this morning, you might have noticed that today is a church holiday, one of the church festival days. Uh, That is perhaps one of the lesser-known and lesser-observed feasts of the church. But today is Trinity Sunday, a day in which the reading and uh, lectionary invites us to reflect on that very easily and understandable topic, the Trinity. It makes a little sense if you think about these past three weeks, uh, including today, of what we've been focusing on. Uh, two weeks ago, we celebrated Ascension, which is the reminder that after 40 days of appearing before the crowds, Jesus, having resurrected, been resurrected, ascends to his Father. The next week, then, we celebrated Pentecost, which is the celebration of what Jesus told us, to wait and that as Jesus ascends, the Father would send the Holy Spirit to empower the life of the church and then a week later after thinking about it we try to make sense of wait a minute if Jesus ascended to the father and the father sends the spirit what in the world do we do with all these people and so at the heart of the Christian faith we confess a mystery that God is one We know God in three persons, and in the unity of God we see a relationship of a father and a son. And we, by the power of the Spirit, are made to be children in God. So it's perhaps then appropriate that we celebrate this Trinity on Father's Day where many of us are planning to cook out or to nap, maybe to watch some baseball. But in whatever ways we come to reflect or remember or to say thank you, we somehow pause this day to reflect on fatherhood. I want to tell you a little story since it's getting close to the end here for me. If you didn't know, uh, my first name is not Ricky. My first name is George. Anybody know that? Okay, some of you who are my family knew that. <laughs> That's good. So my first name is George, and I'm named after my mom's dad, my maternal grandfather, but they never called me George. I was always called Ricky. Uh, so much so that I didn't even know my first name was George. I got counted absent my first day of first grade because the teacher called George and George wasn't there. <laughs> no, I've always been called Ricky. My middle name is Richard. I'm named after my dad, Richard. Of course, he didn't even go by Richard. He goes by Richie. It's getting more complicated all the day. Now, I was um, what they call a, um, a, a gift from God. Later in life, my brother's brother's 18 years older than I am, Uh, and so when I came around, they didn't expect to to have another kid, and so uh, they struggled with what to call me, because if my dad is Richard, am I going to be little Richard? I hope not. (laughs) And so somehow they settled on the nickname, Ricky. Ricky. So I've always been Ricky and it's been fine. It wasn't until several years later that I discovered I shared a name, not necessarily with my dad, but with a persona my dad played in the rodeo. Here's the second thing you may not know about me. My dad was a rodeo clown. I know. (laughs) It's shocking to me too. I have my dad's belt buckle from when he was in the rodeo. Uh, my dad was a rodeo uh, bull rider, bronco rider, uh, but he had his most fun as a rodeo clown. And uh, he was a good one. And uh, being a, a rodeo clown is a little bit challenging because it's not just about entertaining the crowd. That's the secondary part of why you clown, right? To give the, the rodeo uh, uh, crowd a, a, good, a good laugh. The important thing about a rodeo clown is you are to protect the riders. When the bulls or bronco bucks you off, you are in a very vulnerable position. And it's the rodeo clowns' responsibility to put themselves between you and the bull. It's a place of protection, of defense, of security, but you're also down in the ring with them. And so you know what it's like. Now, you can't really see it, but on this uh, I won't tell you how old it is. It's old. On this old belt buckle is underneath, uh, in little stenciled letter, uh, the name Ricky. That's the name that my dad clowned under. Uh, so, uh, after nine years, some of you are finding out for the first time that your pastor's named for a rodeo clown. <laughs> yeah makes sense now, right? (laughs) But names are important, right? The names that we go by, the names that we are called, both good and bad, give shape to our identity. In the gospel, Jesus reminds us that God has the name Father. Which means to say that there is something about God's nature which is paternal, loving, caring, at times correcting, but in all times fully in love with those who are God's children. Names are important. And Jesus reveals in his relationship with God this eternal parenthood. So this morning, not only are we children of our earthly fathers, we are reminded in reflecting upon the Trinity that we too, like Jesus, are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Thinking about names, we also celebrated a particular moment in the life of of one of our fellow disciples, Jackson, who this morning came to these waters to take on a new name. In baptism, it's not just a moment of, of saying what we believe or professing our faith or taking a step in discipleship. In this moment, somehow, in ways that we can't understand and I would struggle to be able to articulate, something happened to Jackson. Jackson got a new name he becomes known now as the name Christian. He takes on the name of Jesus, and that will forever be with him. He got a new name, because in these waters we are reminded of what Jesus has done, is doing, and will do for each of us. Names are important. God, our Father. Christ, our Brother. These names that we call God and that we take on to ourselves define a relationship which is eternal. Now, I've got to talk about Mike a little bit. Mike has been a servant among servants He has been a friend, a fellow pastor, uh, but he's also inspired me in so many ways. As I mentioned, when when Mike first came to us, um, he was still working part-time at the Yellow Pages. And as I joked, there's no such thing as part-time ministry work. And despite of being stretched thin and pulled in so many different places, Mike always had an attitude of availability, always said yes, always showed up, always bore witness, and always did so with a spirit of love and humility. And then when he got the invitation to move into ministry at the Methodist Children's Home, I saw another side of Mike that I knew was there because I had seen him uh, be such a good father to Hannah and to Ava Grace. But at the children's home, which, if you don't know, the children's home is uh, our denominational um, uh, place where we welcome in and care for children um, who are unable to stay with their families. Uh, I saw in him a father of many, Uh, like Abram, who became Abraham. I saw Mike take on a a relationship to care for children, uh, to be present, and to be, uh, yet again, bearing witness to the love of God in Jesus Christ. And so Mike got a new name. Chaplain, Pastor Mike, but I know in so many ways people look to him as a father. So Mike, thank you. And I can't wait to see what God continues to do with and through you and your family. Names are important. Names define relationships. Names give us new identities. And so this morning, as we reflect on all that God has done in and through Jesus, I reflect on uh, that old rodeo clown. Because, like a rodeo clown, Jesus has come and is in the ring with us. Sometimes to remind us to watch out, sometimes to pick us up when we've been thrown down, sometimes to stand in front of the bulls so that we don't have to take the brunt, but in all things to remind us to be joyful to have fun, that life is worth living. And despite the challenges that may come, God most wants for, the thing that God wants most for each of us is to know that He loves us and that in Him we can have new names. We don't give up who we've been Instead, we become who God has always wanted us to be, sons and daughters, children of the Father, co-heirs to life eternal, brothers and sisters with Jesus, family through the power of the Holy Spirit. So for all you dads, thank you. For all you moms who have been like fathers to those without, thank you. To those who have become fathers to children, thank you. And for those of you who have been witnesses to moments like this baptism, thank you for your promises to Jackson. And I'm going to check up on you all. And make sure that you do what you said for him. That you'll pray for him. That you'll love him. That you'll walk with him. Just as we are called to walk with each other. Because that's what family does. Because we are brothers and sisters. Privileged to be brothers and sisters with Jesus. Empowered by the Spirit to call God our Father. And that name is worth everything. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we give you thanks for this time of worship. We give you thanks for the witness of the Spirit in baptism, for the faith of a child who has made his profession of faith and united his life with you. We give you thanks for Pastor Mike and for his family and continue to pray that they would as they have always done say yes to what is next for them. I give you thanks for all those who have been fathers for all those who have whether whether through biology or not, have become fathers to so many in need. I give you thanks for the witness of your spirit, for the gift of your Son, and for the privilege on this day to unite our voices together with the words that Jesus, our brother, has taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name.